Welcome to IDCOM's Media Snack, episode 52. Uh, today we're reporting on a very pleasant exchange of seasonal greetings uh, that's kicked off between Group M, uh, Chief Executive in the UK, uh, and the Head of Media at ISBAR, the, the right. UK trade body. We hosted a fantastic session and panel discussion last week yeah. around the role of the Chief Media Officer. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. And Adobe have acquired Tube Mogul uh, for in a deal worth over half a billion dollars. All coming up in today's Media Snack, just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, first up today, uh, Group M in the UK and ISBAR, the Marketers Trade Association in the UK, uh, are having a little exchange of words in the trade press. Um, I think it's fair to say they won't be exchanging Christmas cards uh, this season. Um, it's a slightly kind of complex story, so stick with us because it goes back about seven months. Uh, in March this year, ISBAR, the UK trade body, issued an amazing piece of work, which was a template, a contract template for, for marketers to use with media agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a, a, an epic piece of work uh, led by um, Debbie Morrison, who's, who's the head of the consulting services at ISBAR. This contract template incidentally went on to be then recommended by the ANA in the US and it's picking up kind of adoption around the world. So it's been a very important piece of work. At the launch of that contract yep. back in March, Debbie offered uh, an interview to the Financial Times, uh, which was essentially kind of edited down uh, to one statement, or there's one statement that really caught fire. And what she said was, that media agencies were perhaps not acting wholly in the interests of their clients. Yep. And of course that upset a lot of media agencies at the time. Um, but it's, it's become water under the bridge, there's lots of discussion that's happened about transparency mm -hmm. since, uh, and nobody's really referenced that. Until last week, uh, when Mediacom, uh, obviously one of the world's largest media agencies, but it is the, the largest agency in the UK, uh, had a, uh, an amazing evening at one of the large awards ceremonies and picked up over half, I think, of the, all the awards on offer. Uh, so good for them. And of course, they won those awards based on the great work that they've done. Uh, a few days later, the UK chief executive of Group M, uh, Nick Theakston, wrote a piece in the trade press here in the UK saying, well, look, We've won all these awards. Obviously, we act in the interests of our clients. Um, so he used that opportunity, I mean, in part to celebrate Mediacom's win, but actually, I think the purpose of his very intentional piece was to uh, challenge against the accusations of Isbar. That's right. And, and I think that was, that was a real shame. And, and that, uh, that editorial piece was followed up by a piece issued by Isbar, the head of media at Isbar, Mark Finney, who, who challenged uh, Nick's um, reasons for writing that kind of piece. And, and he was right. Uh, you know, Nick's piece should have been about celebrating the, the unprecedented amount of awards that Mediacom secured in that night. And actually, what he ended up doing was deflecting away from that and focusing more on the, the transparency kind of issues. Because yeah. the two things are super separated. Yeah. Uh, you know, Debbie's point, and I was actually in the interview that she gave with the FT, which went on for 45 minutes, yeah. and this was only one particular little snippet of it, yeah. uh, was all about transparency. 
and the unequal kind of um, uh, strengths of the, the media contracts at the time mm -hmm. in favour perhaps of the media agencies. Yeah. Uh, what Mediacom did was unprecedented in the way that they secured so many amazing awards for the brilliant work that they did. Yeah. Okay, And nobody's ever kind of questioning the work that comes out of the agencies. It's at the time, Debbie was questioning the validity and the accountability of the contracts that were actually in place. Yeah, yeah. And that was a real shame, I thought, um, and as did, as did Mark, and, yeah. uh, and he was quite pointed in his point of view. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll link to both pieces. It's, it's just worth reading because, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a signal, perhaps, uh, you know, that agencies are still smarting a little bit from the accusations around these kind of various different transparency initiatives. Um, you know, Mark makes exactly the right point, which is that this stuff's not go away. It doesn't suddenly disappear. If you're a marketer and have concerns about agency transparency, that doesn't evaporate when they win a bunch of awards. Um, and to put the two things together, I think is, you know, as you say, is, is wrong because they're just separate discussions. Uh, if Mediacom hadn't won all those awards, another agency would have won all those awards. And I doubt Nick would be writing in the train press saying, look, Zenith won all these awards. Look, Isbar, you must be wrong. Uh, the two things are in, in, entirely separate. Uh, it muddles the, the conversation yes. and it's distracting. I think Mark uh, used a brilliant phrase I'd never heard of. He said that the agencies are throwing up gorilla dust, uh, which is perhaps an unfair but very entertaining way of describing it. But a time when both parties should be coming together. Yeah. And having collaborative, strong, forceful discussions about how to move this forward. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think that this helps much. Yeah. So perhaps they can make up in the new year. Yeah. We'll see. So next up, we had a very exciting week last week. Mm -hmm. uh, not least because on Thursday we hosted an event uh, at the wonderful offices of LinkedIn. We did. The event was uh, themed around the role of the chief media officer. Yeah. And we'd invited three brilliant panellists to help provoke the discussion and the debate around that. We had Martin Mole, who's the uh, European Marketing Director <coughs> at Nissan. Yep. We had Lindsay Patterson, Global CEO of, of Maxis, and we have Steve Hyde, who had represented the, uh, the executive search community. So three different perspectives from three key stakeholder groups within the industry. Yep. Um, and it, it, went, it went down really well, I thought. Yeah, it was good. I mean, the, the premise of it, obviously asking you know, what is a chief media officer? And this was, a, you know, this was credit to, you know, particularly Bill Duggan at the ANA, uh, who was the first person to really champion the need for this, for this role. So we're asking, you know, what is a chief media officer? Who needs a chief media officer? And how, what will their responsibilities be? And where do you f even find That's them? Right. That, was, that was interesting. Um, well, we've, we've prepared kind of separate videos and materials on that, so if you want to dig into it, you can uh, have a particular read. But I thought, you know, there's, a, there's an interesting parallel. When we think about senior media leadership, this is one of the themes that comes out, is, and it relates somewhat to the, the first story that we're talking about, is, is there obsession about accountability and transparency? Is yeah. that the role? Or is it actually about inspiring brilliant, great, creative media work that you know drives a business outcome because as we've just said these are somewhat yeah. distinct things um, and I think it hints really at the uh, you know, the breadth of that media kind of senior media responsible role yeah. is that you've got to be a really strong guardian of accountability and transparency yeah. considering 
media as an investment, company investment, and hold it to account. <clears throat> but also being a champion for great work, celebrating great agency work, that's inspiring right. great agency work at the same time. And that's a, that's a challenging role to sit across yeah. both. And um, I think all of the panellists agreed that uh, the importance of having somebody internally that was capable at a senior level of, of providing media Definitely. governance was, was vital. Yeah. But I thought the theme that came through uh, the entire discussion was that of, of a guardian or a champion of media value. Yeah. So uh, Martin, from the perspective of a, of a, of a marketing organisation, talked about the challenge of that role of moving away from uh, talking about or the narrative around cost and price and actually qualifying and justifying internally yeah. the investment in media and the role that media plays in driving business goals. Yeah. Um, Lindsay was brilliantly articulate in terms of her understanding of how somebody in that role can help champion really good work on the, on the agency side. Yeah. She talked about collaboration and agility, making the agencies work better and quicker. Yeah. And, and Steve talked about the new briefs that he was getting into the marketplace, which was often a fusion of the responsibilities and roles that marketing and, and media have. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought a, a, a brilliant way of kind of getting this topic higher on the agenda, mm -hmm. um, but it was all about uh, driving media value rather, yeah. than, rather than focusing on perhaps the cost of media. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So finally this week, um, another kind of landmark consolidation in the ad tech space. So Adobe, who are the marketing services software company yeah. who've built this amazing kind of marketing cloud uh, offer over the last few years have, have acquired TubeMogul who are the world's largest video programmatic buying platform um, in a deal which is worth 540 million dollars. Um, the consensus seems to be that this is a really good mm. thing. Yeah, it's so um, uh, Adobe perhaps uh, most credible within the DMP space. In September they launched their own uh, trading desk mm -hmm. uh, and now they've just gone and spent half a billion on buying the kind of the preeminence I think uh, video trading platform yeah. and it's just a brilliant kind of strategic uh, alignment I think yeah. you know they are they are connecting all of the dots um, and it makes a lot of sense I think yeah. from a from a client perspective um, now that there is an option perhaps for them to have either a managed or self-served platform that does everything that they want may encourage those brands that are in the market of bringing uh, more programmatic buying capabilities in-house yeah. to actually do so. Yeah. Um, so I think from a client perspective, it, it provides uh, uh, more options yeah. and uh, you know, a, a nudge forward in terms of taking that leap and, uh, and bringing some stuff slightly more in-house. Yeah, I think so. Um, and there's been lots of conversation in the last kind of year really about the need for consolidation mm. or the prediction of you know, great consolidation that's going to happen in this you know, vast, complex supply chain, um, digital marketing supply chain. So you know, when these the kind of the big, big ones start coming together, I think that sends a really good message. And anything which can start to simplify that complexity, that absolute ridiculous complexity that exists in the digital supply chain, mm. um, it's got to be a good thing. Um, I mean, it's testament to Adobe highly sophisticated, very impressive business, and I, I thought they just made PDF software, so you know, there you go. That was news to me. 
Okay, I think that's all for this yeah. week. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. Have a good weekend. Thank you.